0: stars from Hollywood and from all over the world who entertain you on a giant screen with a few colorful motion pictures you've been hearing about and reading it about. It's time folks. Enjoy the show. We're delighted to have you with us. They're driving the theater. You'll find something to please you to add to your evening's enjoyment. Just please pleased to bring you our Fifi feature Presentation. Thanks, thanks. What's up, everybody? It is Monday night. It's 8 o'clock Central Standard Time. It is May 23rd, 2022, and you are tuned into the Drive-In Speaker Box. I'm your host, Bo, the Boom Operator. And
1: I'm Slick Doggy the Grip.
0: Jake over here uh, Representing and uh, we've got a show For you tonight if you are a brand new Listener tuning in for the first time downloading For the first time we're going to talk to you about movies That's what mm-hmm. we do uh, for about an Hour here we're going to tell you what's coming out in theaters We're going to tell you what made money in theaters We're going to review a movie that's in theaters We're going to gossip we're going to talk smack We're going to chat in the comments Over here we're going to say sh- howdy To Tony on YouTube and we're going to say howdy To Vince over on Twitch I already jumped into live stream, and you can do this. Same as well if you just tune in on Facebook Live, Twitch, or YouTube Live every Monday night at 8 o'clock Central Standard Time. You can join us, too.
1: So we've added Hot Goss to it now? Does that I mean, mean that we're, we're no. keeping up with the Johnny Depp slander trial? We got, that's all that's happening? We mm-hmm.
0: need a new slander trial because the Johnny Depp one, I think I think Marilyn Manson is, is going to be the new uh, slander trial. Um, but, yeah, the Hot Goss, like, I'm so tired of... Celebrity, mm. you know, I mean, celebrity has gotten so pervasive and intrusive and, you know, celebrity has now become programming and content. Like we we we, we consume content so much that we need the celebrity to be more content and like, mind your business. That's kind of what I want to just tell people. Mind your own damn business. If they in court, they in court. I'll figure it out. I'll see the verdict. I don't need to get live tweets every 15 seconds about whether or not amber had a crunch rap supreme before uh the 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 event you know i i don't need to know her bms i don't need to know johnny saying like she shit the bed remember oh yeah, yeah yeah that whole thing and then johnny just being like you know Uh, so I talked to hearsay. Uh, well, am I going to say more hearsay, sir? Hearsay. Okay, well, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just exhausting to watch the clips, but we're not going to talk about that in the show, but we are going to talk about some stuff. I went and saw men at the theater. Uh, speaking of, 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 you know, trials, uh, about abusive dudes, um, I saw a movie about abusive dudes, so we're going to be talking about that. Um, and he, and he, Vince says he doesn't need any BMs in his DMs. Uh, this is true. It's too many DMs. Um And then Jake saw um,
1: uh, a film as well. Yeah, I watched an Indian movie uh, fresh to U.S. market here. I watched RRR. Um. Because I was going to watch the uh, Downton Abbey movie, but my uh, fiancé, big fan of Downton Abbey, uh, we worked a big event yesterday out in the cold. Uh, we weren't feeling great afterwards, so we... You could have cozied up in a warm movie theater. Yeah, but I was definitely going to fall asleep <laughs> if I tried to watch... Uh, Downton Abbey. Maggie Smith, the Carrie of Downton Abbey movie, yeah. so... Sir, how dare you...
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm assuming it's lots of that. Join us for tea. Oh, why I never. Oh, you rapscallion. you know, and that's yeah. Like I most imagine
1: of it's exactly pretty close to that.
0: Full of rapscanda- rapscallions and ne'er do wells. Um,
1: sure, why not? Yeah. yeah,
0: and fisticuffs, sir. Have at you. And yeah, that's that's Downton Abbey. But maybe maybe next week, uh, you'll talk about Downton Abbey. Um perhaps perhaps but uh but this week they're a uh, kind of a quiet week in the news uh believe it or not i mean and 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 yeah look look how cool if you guys are tuned into the live stream you know it's the middle of summer and we're like wearing hoodies i have like, to
1: dude i was freezing to death yesterday and today we I, uh yeah i got down to like the 50s yeah i was like oh it's past mid-may i don't need a hoodie today i was wrong yeah. I was very wrong. Very cold today.
0: I'm about it. I actually like as long as it's not raining, I th- I love it. I think this is great. I'm 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 built for this weather. Like I'm um, I'm I'm everyone's like, I oh, know anyway, it's summer. So I can have allergy attacks, there can be flies all my food, I can get bit mis- by mosquitoes, ticks, and fleas, and then there could be like massive humidities so and I'm all sweaty and gross, and then there could be flooding, and there could be all these things that I love about summer. It's so great. Our air conditioner can go out and blah 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 and like summer's stupid.
1: Yeah, it's like Thin, tan people in their twenties that Likes, don't yeah. that don't sweat and they're like oh summer rules. And
0: I've never been any of those things. <laughs> uh I, I, like except for I was in my twenties, but I've yeah, never been in my twenties once. Never been be thinner thin.
1: tan. I used to be a thin boy.
0: Yeah, well you should have enjoyed it. You should have been cool, hot boy beach, slick that that you should have been that's when you could have been slick doggy, not now. <laughs> oh, <Ow>, dude. <laughs> I'm just saying. Just saying there was a time. It was a time, but uh, yeah, not a whole lot of interesting stuff. I mean, there was some trailers that came out. I don't know if you guys, uh, we I know we haven't talked about this trailer because uh, it just recently dropped, but George Miller's new trailer for 3,000 Years of Longing mm-hmm. um, guaranteed a wide theatrical release, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, Idris Elba playing the role of a genie in a bottle um, alongside Tilda Swinton, his mm-hmm. begrudging wishmaker. Um, trailer looks pretty cool
1: i mean it looks like better than aladdin well it's probably better than aladdin it looks like a mess of a movie though there's so much going on in that trailer like lots of everything all over the place well and that's why they're advertising from the mad
0: genius of george miller Mm -hmm. when do you get to like self-propose let me ask an expert in the subject when do you get to like make nicknames for yourself um like if George, if George Miller is the mad genius director, which you know I mean that's does when you put that mantle on yourself, tell me Slick doggy. yeah but he he did Mad Max though. But does that make him a mad genius? Because Fury Road was a... I mean, Fury, Fury Road... was turds. I don't I see why so many people it like
1: it. It's like the Final Fantasy VII of Mad Max movies. Everyone's like, oh, it's the best one because it's really my first one. And it's like the introduction to it. For me, even though it's deep within the series and I have no context to base on... Uh, and I'm going to go back and look at the earlier ones. And be like, well, this one's clearly better because it's newer it's and fancier. It's the first one that I
0: saw. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and
1: that that, that Road Warrior is the best one. Everyone knows that. Well, you think Thunderdome?
0: <laughs> it was the first one I saw. Uh, Thunderdome's <laughs> good. Yes, Thunderdome Tina Turner, and it has Master, Master Blaster. Blaster and it has
1: the saxophone and, and the it guitar has... or the the helicopter guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but
0: he's from Road Warrior. <laughs> he is from Road Warrior, but he was so cool they had to bring him over. And um, he
1: comes back in uh, Fury Road for a minute, doesn't he? I think think so yeah I think he's in he it does it, yeah.
0: Um, but anyway uh, that trailer dropped looks pretty cool um, you can check it out it's called 3,000 years of longing supposed to hit theaters I want to say August thirty first, uh, this year. Well, I didn't so write this, it down. Yeah. Yeah, this summer, I believe. Um, so yeah, you can check that
1: out. Um,
0: other bits of news. I didn't have a whole lot. Did you have anything? Yeah, there's a that? lot
1: more trailers, man. What are you talking about? I'm we, just trying to think of news, but yeah. We'll, well, we'll, well, I mean, just like last week, this week, the big news is is just more and more trailers. Yeah. Um, Mission
0: Impossible. is that what you were about to say?
1: Yeah. I mean, that wasn't the first one I was going to go to, but yeah, mm-hmm. dude. Trailer for Mission Impossible dropped today. Part one, yeah, Yeah. and it's like more of Tom Cruise. like running yeah, and then breaking his ankle. He drives and then he drives off a cliff. All the Tom Cruisesms. Doing
0: Tom Cruise like Mm -hmm. COVID must have just got a fire under his ass, and he's just like, I gotta fly jets, I gotta drive motorcycles off cliffs, I gotta get in more car chases, I gotta run and be free, and it uh, looks sick. Well, so, okay, you know, uh, you probably tune into the show and be like, here's two white dudes that clearly have a bunch of, you know, Dumbassery memorabilia from bro <laughs> movies in the back. But the thing is, is, you know, uh, we don't only like that, but that's about the only toys they'll sell you is, uh, is, is f- for those movies. But, um, but Mission Impossible, though, Mission Impossible is a really good action franchise. It's so um, good. There's a lot of an- action franchises that I will turn my nose up at. And also, we're two white guys sitting here in a memorabilia laden, um, set studio. This is all real stuff, P- P.S. Um, and we both don't like the MCU. Um, um, you know, which is pretty pretty uncommon. I think most people are just like, oh my god, M- MCU! Like half the time you go to like slash film or whatever to look up news, and it's just like, what did someone maybe think about in Marvel Studios? And we're gonna make sure you get it. It's
1: guess what? It's She-Hulk, her, her, attorney at law. I was about to and, say, yeah. As amazing as the Mission Impossible trailer was, and I was just like, yes! Like the whole time I was getting so pumped because all of the Mission Impossible movies are so good, and you just watch them and you're like, oh. How do they keep getting better? Uh, Then you see the She-Hulk trailer, and you're like... Oof. But why, though? (laughs) Yeah. You
0: got a a bad taste in your mouth. Yeah, they're like... The CGI is bad. The comedy's bad. And it's like...
1: like, Oh, yeah, the CGI is not right and then it's but it turned into comedy
0: like remember on the show we talk about this all the time uh jake and i do um where we're like okay you know they take serious characters and the only way to make them successful in the marvel cinematic universe is to do comedy and we always make fun of hulk like giving people tacos and making dick jokes about the hulk and that's what this whole
1: show is predicated upon like wonder, friendly neighborhood taco Hulk. I wonder how they're gonna do it though, because it's like Hulk's just like, "Hey, cousin Jennifer, here's the, some Hulk jeans and she's like, "Wow, I'm gonna rage in this cage," and he's like, "Calm it down, though." Mm. And she's then, like, "Now I'm big horny girl power, and I'm gonna lift up
0: this dude and sex on him."
1: Yeah, and then uh, Abomination shows up though, so I guess at least well, that's that. dad. What? Right? What not? That's like his stepdad in one of the movies. No. What? No, Abomination's Emil Blonsky, he was I know, just but one of the... M- in one of the movies,
0: I thought that they tried to make Abomination like a, a father-parent figure or something. I don't know, they're all bull, bull, running together in my head, because they were all so bad.
1: You remember? Eli Roth was abomination in the incredible hulk movie and he was just a a soldier dude who was what character did like
0: um um nick nolte play or whatever Uh, oh
1: that was his dad that was that was hulk's dad in ang lee's hulk
0: and was he not abomination no a version of him Mm -mm. no
1: he uh oh man what was that character's name because he could transform to the elements that
0: okay see i'm getting those confused I'm getting those confused. No, Abomination's my, just m- like a... My giant monsters that turn into shit, I'm getting them all confused.
1: Abomination's just a big green goblin guy, and you saw him in uh, 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 Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So now he's going to be in She-Hulk. Who knows? I don't know. Looks dumb. It looks very dumb. Uh, talking about movies uh, and things that don't need to be made, there's a new Ip Man uh, that has a trailer out too. Ip Man 6, The Awakening. Going it's a lot of Ip Man's. Going way, way back to the beginning. Uh, this time it's a origin story and it's uh, just Ip Man punching people. You know, So more of the same. You're not going to
0: be disappointed I guess I mean if you if, I mean honestly punching people's fun it's cool to watch on screen uh, sells
1: tickets sure yeah. yeah well and going back to the white people thing Uh, There was a trailer for The Forgiven. Did you see that? I didn't catch that one. Well, that one has two really white people, uh, and they they do damage to some minorities in culture, and it's about, like, uh, maybe some consequences they may suffer from that, but it is called The Forgiven, so who knows? Uh, It has uh, Ralph Fiennes and Jessica Chastain as, like, a... uh, really weird couple and they run over some guy in the in the desert on their way to a party and then they're just like as you do hey here's this dude that we killed and they deliver him to doctor who and he's like whatever let's make out with everyone and party instead you sure they, it's
0: not just very bad things, that movie yeah. from the 90s where they yeah. accidentally kill that Vegas hooker and they go, well, let's just keep partying, I guess. Yeah. That's well, actually a really good dark they, comedy.
1: Eventually they hand the body over to the family that comes looking for it and then the family's like, well, we want that guy that ran him over to. We're going to teach him a lesson. And it seems like a, it's like a real suspenseful, filled type thing. I don't know. It's a like a emotion suspense movie.
0: There a, we need to find a quicker way of saying an emotion suspense filled movie. Those are like a a sus, 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 drama a strama. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But a it's bad a bad one.
1: Haves and have nots, and and they have to learn their lessons.
0: And then the secret was the lesson was in you the whole time. I guess I don't know. Um, but yeah, um, that's out. Uh, what else? Uh, yeah, she Hulk. That that that. That's really all I had listed in in the news. It wasn't
1: wasn't much. Too Um, awful much.
0: Yeah, but that's a good thing that we've got two movies to talk about today. Um, But we got to talk about the movies that are coming out this week because there are two movies coming out this week. You've probably been completely bombarded with trailers from them for the past, well, one of them, years, uh, the other one, months. Uh, But Bob's Burgers uh, is getting a movie treatment. So if you are a fan of that show, uh, you can get your buns in the theater this week. It says... Um, and check it out—it's uh, the, the 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 Belcher family trying to save the restaurant from closing as a sinkhole forms in front of it, and the kids try to solve a mystery that could save the family's restaurant. I mean, it's pretty pretty tropey already, you know. It's just like we got to save the restaurant. But um, I don't watch a lot of Bob's Burgers. I watch The Great North, which is from the same um, production team. Um, never really got into the Bob's Burgers. Uh, by the time that was getting popular, I just wasn't watching a lot of TV. Mm. Um, but as Sam said over on Facebook, uh, it says it's slightly charming. I find the same level of slight charm in The Great North as well. Uh, so I assume Bob's Burgers is very similar. Um, you know, I mean, you, you you see these camps of animation that do, you know, just different skins of the same show. Like, you know, um, Seth MacFarlane was, was really notorious for it for a while there in the mid-2000s where it was just like... Uh, family Guy, but then American Dad, and then the the subplot character from Family Guy, Cleveland Cleveland Show, show and then they they all all sort of were the same show, just more. Uh, shout outs to
1: Dwight over on YouTube, tuning in. What's uh, up, uh, man? American Dad was funnier than Family Guy because they didn't. I didn't expl- say it wasn't funny. They or, didn't explain the jokes to you. It was it was better. But it was the same
0: character archetypes, yeah, you, sure. know, the, you know, just the family things. Um,
1: yeah, but one had a gay alien.
0: A gay alien? Oh. There we go. See, see, we can do it. Um, Coming to Star and, Trek yeah.
1: Brave New Worlds.
0: Yeah, oh, oh, have you been watching Star Trek no, Brave New Worlds? I uh, so crazy. I just started it, actually, and I did not realize that it was kind of a direct sequel from um, Discovery. And I have not watched Discovery because I haven't heard good things. And uh, But, you know, uh, Captain Pike, you know, is is the the lead, but it's when he's on the Enterprise. And I've watched the first two episodes,
1: and I don't really like it that much. Um, <laughs> Are they going to have, like, the lead-up, uh, like the end of the series be the lead-up to the pilot for original Star Trek where Captain Pike's on the bridge and he's like, I'll never get used to a woman on the bridge. Oof.
0: <laughs> oh, no, except for every character is a woman on the bridge which yeah. is kind of interesting because yeah you're just you know that 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 line from Captain Pike but it, it kind of because because I, I know that you, you know the, the and I know what they're trying to break the Roddenberry stuff and you know you hear obviously the, the the main lady on the bridge but in uh Brave New Worlds or Strange New Worlds or whatever the hell it's called um th- he's the only dude like uh mm-hmm. and I'm like Well, well I'm- Spock's supposed to be there right well, he. I mean, he's, do they give he's Spock his crazy
1: bushy eyebrows like in the yes. pilot episode? And yeah. Spock's just like smiling all the time, and he has insanely bushy eyebrows because yeah. they need to explain the pilot episode if they're doing this. Uh, Sam says two beeps for no. Yeah, can the finale just be how Pike ends up in the <laughs> in the wheelchair? Or it is like only beep communication?
0: No, it is. So the first episode was actually kind of crazy because he it's it, he sees his death. And he sees the, the, the face
1: like of... The scarred up? The
0: scarred up face from the... Yeah, so... <laughs> Yeah. So I was like, "Oh my gosh, okay, they're 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 going here." But then they're it, it it's it's really weird. It's very episodic. I know Night Alishley over on Twitch said, "Hey, don't spoil it." Um, but this this is very episodic so far. You know, I started the third episode and I got kind of so bored that I didn't finish it. Um, but, you know, the overarching narrative uh, style that Deep Space 9 started and some of the other ones, like Picard is doing really hard. Um, Strange New Worlds or Brave New Worlds or whatever kind of new worlds it is, uh, it, it's going back to that, like you know, we're on a p- planet of you know, dick face monsters, and how does their culture, you know, is different because they have dicks coming out of their face, and how do we, how do we blend in, and uh, and you know, it just makes me question, you know, how humans would react with dick faces, and uh, they're kind of going back to that formula, and they're like, well, maybe, maybe we need to think about our our, our dicks on our face a little bit differently from now on. Doo-doo-doo you know and like star wars trek whatever um anyway that uh, that's a that's a thing it's on tv you can check it out tyler says love death and robots new season looks really cool too the trailer's out i have not watched any of it <laughs> the um, only
1: thing we were at risk of spoiling that entire time was a pilot episode of a tv show from 1967
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just like in case you missed it uh in the 60s uh, but I thought, th- I mean, that's kind of cool, they're, they're, it's cool to see, you know, what I like when Star Trek does, uh, it, and, I, and I've read a lot of reviews where, you know, and, and this is my age showing, uh, but, you know, when I see young people that, I'll, I'll just start writing movie reviews, like, I, I, I get a big chip on my shoulder about this, and we have a little extra time since there wasn't a whole lot of news, I'm going to talk about this, but, um, you don't tell me you don't get a chip. You make a face like not me, but no, totally just you. I
1: know. Well,
0: funny. they'll they'll write these reviews for all these like you know, notable websites, and they've n- clearly just started watching movies yesterday, or like, I just watched Star Trek for the first time, and this is how I feel about this, you know, 60-year-long franchise, and, uh, and they're well, it's stupid that they're wearing these clothes, and they really dropped the ball on this one, and I'm like, well, do you have no frame of reference of why the content is the way that it is, you dem- you 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 want to consume these these franchises that you've heard of, but you don't want to consume the context of how we've gotten this far in the story, and it's called doing your research or understanding the assignment. <laughs> TikTok, and um, see, raise your eye because you're an old person and you don't know what TikTok is. But um,
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true.
0: But you know, the 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 thing is, if you're going to review films, you know, like. Don't call it a review, call it an opinion. Like if you're like I don't like this because it smells, like that's an opinion. But if you're reviewing a film and you you need to to yes, you can put your opinion into that, but you also need to understand the context of these films and the history behind these films, and these, these IPs, and these franchise, to, to really break down the stories, and where they're going, how they got there, what, what maybe have caused them to fall apart as content, when you start to understand why the, like, like Halo, for example, it's like, you know, when it falls apart, it's because if you understand what it's built upon, you, the, the, you see that the pieces can't, they can't please everything, and everyone's like,
1: well, pff, who cares if it pleases everyone as long as it pleases me? Uh, like, yeah, apparently Halo just continued to get worse, and I made the right decision not watching it because they have Master Chief get naked and get with a. So alien. not only
0: did he take his helmet off, but he showed his helmet.
1: Yeah, like an alien lady and, yeah. It, it, someone posted an image the other day. Master Chief had his, his face all busted up and everything. Let's just call him John. John Dingus. So, John 117 Dingus Man had his face all busted up and stuff, and everyone was like, if only there was some sort of uh, apparatus made to prote- protect your face and head area. <laughs> yeah, uh, be weird. weird. Yeah, like the helmet technology. From, from Mjolnir Armor.
0: But, uh, But yeah, so, I mean, my point is with that is, you know, I think the whole argument is, well, they shouldn't have to cater to everybody, dot, dot, dot as long as they cater to me and i think that if people understood that that's what they're saying then it's like look find a new property or take a chance on something that's that's different or created new for you like you know you know if i'm going to visit a, an ip right that that may or may not have been created specifically for me during my time whatever i want to go back and i want to you know check out how we got here that's how you review things that's how you understand things like you don't just jump in the middle of a book series and go well i'm gonna pick this one up it doesn't make sense they need to write the next one for me and it's like no asshole like go back and read the, the last 12 then maybe you catch up with the rest of us so you know um yeah that's how i feel about that kind of stuff so we'll, we'll leave it at that um tyler uh, U- or yeah youtube says he wanted master chief boning an alien nobody wanted that <laughs> That's Captain Kirk's job is uh that's, yeah, that's bone and aliens Star Trek. Yeah. That's that's where you get you get alien sex is Star Trek. You know, it's funny that Star Wars is pretty void of alien sex, but Star Trek is Star Trek is way hornier than Star Wars has ever ever attempted to be. I mean, you just got the holodeck there and that is just like come dumpster in the future. Um You're
1: getting so off track. <laughs> what? I
0: mean, it's well, is it not true (laughs) i don't know you don't know why are you so prude now like something has changed and jake would have been like yeah dude let me tell you about like who's the guy that comes in and mops up the the holodeck dog and now you're just like it's quark i've never
1: or quark makes wrong about
0: intercourse in my life i'm gonna go home and eat graham crackers Google the history of Graham Crackers, and that joke will be a lot funnier. Um, because you know your context, because do your homework, and history is fun. Um, graham Crackers were invented to be like anti-horny food, so there you go. I did the Google for you. Uh, <laughs> now you can you can go find the, the further tale on the Googles. <clears throat> but anyway, speaking of old IPs, a 35-year-old movie is finally getting a sequel this weekend. We've been waiting for two years for this thing to come out. Top Gun Maverick yes. coming out in theaters this year uh because what is more plausible than a pushing 60 year old ace pilot that is apparently the only thing that the air force or navy can do to um you know uh fix this problem is is call in someone who's clearly not in good enough shape to pilot these things except tom cruise does it in real life Mm -hmm. and uh there's a lot of really cool um behind-the-scenes stuff, talking about the, the camera techniques they used. I read a really interesting article about um, you know, how they, 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 they chose some of the locations for shooting these uh, aerial choreography scenes because aer- aerial shooting is difficult because a lot of times you're on an, another moving object, filming moving objects, right? Or you're way on the ground and having to shoot up, so it's really awkward. But they went to these huge mountains and mounted camera crews at the same – like eye line as the jets because they were up so high and, and used long lenses. And, uh, it, apparently it's just like an incredible, an incredible experience to see some of this stuff. And then Tom Cruise flying jets. That's pretty wild. Um, as Logan says, good morning, aviators. They still
1: haven't sent him to space yet. Have they? I don't, I, I did he not do like
0: a space skydive?
1: No, he was, was supposed to film a movie on the space station. Uh, but Russia got their actors there first and then uh, started a war. That's why they did it. <laughs> That's was to make sure that we couldn't put Tom Cruise in space.
0: Thanks, Russia. Gosh, that everything everything goes back to Tom Cruise like cuz he's like what Zeblix level 7 in Scientology or whatever no, um he is Zorb uh I don't know Scientology um all I know is doesn't it have like the leader is John Travolta with that big head makeup from Battle Battles <laughs> What was that Battleship Earth yeah or
1: <laughs> yeah that's
0: all i know about scientology is l ron hubbard's characters from that movie they are
1: Sultan. <laughs>
0: yeah that forehead though um let's see logan says the trailer shows him in an sr-71 i don't know from it's an airplane as far that's as i'm the concerned
1: blackbird from freaking x-men
0: dude oh i've sat in one of those yeah, in Huntsville, Alabama at the uh, at the NASA Space and Rocket Center because I went to space camp. And, uh, yeah, they have, they have a black uh, SR-71 sitting out there. Like a, a, a plane so fast that um, they they invented technology to just slow, slow it down so they didn't need to go so fast. It's like the fastest. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. It's, it's like the Sonic the Hedgehog of airplanes. Um,
1: it's like so fast that uh, if – planes like in Top Gun shot bullets at it. It just outruns those bullets. That's wild. That's so cool.
0: And I mean, like how old technology, if you ever stop and think about that kind of stuff, it's like that's technology we had in like the 80s. And they're like, well, you know, that's old shit. And um, certainly there's like laser beam, you they 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 turn you into energy.
1: Dude, if you, you know. piloted an senior 71 you'd have to have the X-Men 90s cartoon theme just on board. <teok>
0: yeah. Sh-do-do-do-do-do. w- but but you technically wouldn't you be going faster than the music so you couldn't hear it? What? Ah! <laughs> like how would that work if you if you're going faster than the speed of sound? Could you be listening to to, uh, to Kenny Loggins like or would Kenny Loggins just be getting lost? The world will never know. <laughs> like
1: they're sworn to secrecy on that one. Huh?
0: Okay. Okay. Movie logic. If Kenny Loggins can only travel as fast as the speed of sound, oh, but man. an SR seventy one can break the sound barrier,
1: I just realized. Can that.
0: you inten- Can you ever truly
1: enter the danger zone? The new Top Gun's not going to have like a Kenny Loggins heavy soundtrack. And what am I going to do with my life? when I watch this movie and it's not like that's probably gonna be
0: hanging with the boys probably yeah. gonna it, well it's gonna have the theme the ba, 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 that's Yon yeah. Hammer isn't it I don't um, I don't
1: no I know it's not are you sure it's not it's not gonna have Danger Zone it's not gonna, well, gonna have well that's not Kenny Loggins um, playing with the boys
0: let's see who who, reco- who recorded oh it's Harold Faltermeyer my other favorite composer from the 80s um, of course. yeah well, I really like Harold Faltermeyer. He did he did all the fun buddy cop movies and he did he did like um, Beverly Hills Cop and then he did uh, Tango and Cash, like The Tango and Cash, and he did Fletch the <laughs> like god it's so good. Like whoa,
1: the homework. on the audio levels like <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, I'm seeing my waves over there. Yeah. Well, like after the show, you guys like when you're driving or whatever you're doing, like go. Huh. Bo said, like check out the theme song to Fletch, and do it, and you will not be disappointed. But cause... what about
1: the theme song to the Fletch Lives?
0: Yeah. Dun uh, Logan says, oh, take my breath away. Bow, 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 bow. Boom 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 boom. Boom boom. What are we doing?
1: We're not like I play the samples. I play the samples, but we get in trouble. We get
0: flagged. That's for, true. We're talking, at, it's, it's, we're talking Top Gun. we Top Gun. We'll it's see what
1: its theme song or what its uh, soundtrack sounds like. I'll be there. I want to see it. It's been. We've been waiting for two
0: years. We've been waiting for a long time. Like I'm, I'm kind of overweighting. I'm like I just want to get it over with. I want to see it. Let's just get. It, let's just get it done. Um, I'm not expecting a whole lot. I am expecting some good aerial. Aerial dog fights. I'm
1: expecting everything.
0: You're you're gonna be let down because that's what always
1: happens, Jake. No, you always go to
0: these movies like, yeah, I'm gonna be so excited. And you're like, that sucked and I hate it because my expectations
1: are too high. No, dude, I'm gonna be so jazzed. Uh,
0: Sam says MIDI files don't get flagged. That's a smart thinking over there.
1: Hmm. Smart
0: thinking. But yeah, anyway, uh, that's what's coming out in theaters this week. Oh,
1: we- you didn't talk about the other movie that's coming out.
0: I talked about Bob Burgers. Well, we talked about it earlier. Bob's Burgers
1: coming out this weekend, too.
0: Yeah. Those yeah. are the two things.
1: Um, so, yeah. Um, you watched a movie. I did. Talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> I watched that is now available on Netflix, RRR, which you find out like a third of the way into the movie what it stands for, which is Rise, Roar, Revolt. Uh, and it takes place in 1920s India, and it's about these two uh, <coughs> revolutionary dudes and uh, how they come to be best friends and bitter enemies and best friends and fight for the people of of india and stuff like this so india is under british rule still they're they're colonized and controlled and the movie opens up with just the most heinous of people like this local governor Steals this child and and tosses a coin at the parents and is like, thanks for the kid, losers. Oof. And then the mom's like, no, don't take her. And they just bash her in the head with a stick and like drive off because a bullet would be too expensive. Just well, it's hard to get bullets over just there. Just making sure that everyone knows these people are awful and racist and terrible <laughs> in every kind of way. And of course, it's played by Ray Stevenson because <laughs> he just shows up. Like Ray, any any time a movie's like, we need a dude who's like really tough and can be a believable bad guy. Just like, just really harsh dude. They're like, get Ray Ray Stevenson. Stevenson. Yeah, they're like, we want someone who sexually molests a mermaid. Oof. Let's get Ray Stevenson. You know, and it's just the the weirdest thing to see him in all of these things because he's so cool. He's like, he's the Punisher, you know. and He's got
0: that like hard beard. Energy, yeah, you know, and 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 also one of those actors that has naturally pointed eyebrows. But he's just he's very
1: white, so they're like, let's get let's get this guy. Yeah. Uh, but that aside, uh, they they kidnap this girl, they take her away, and um, y- you find out that she's from this tribe of people, and they're like, they they don't let anyone go. They they're like, uh, the guy describes them as sheep. They're a herd, you know, and if even one of them goes missing. It, it throws them in like in disarray, but that's why they have a shepherd enter badass number one, and he's okay. like on the hunt for the girl. And then you see this dude who's a cop. He's also an Indian guy, but he's working under the British police. Uh, and he just waylays like 300 dudes at once to arrest this one guy who's causing trouble. And then he's still denied a promotion in favor of all these British dudes, right? And so here's badass number two. And they, the people, knowing that badass number one, the the herdsman, is on the hunt for the girl are like we need someone who can whoop up on this dude and and badass number two cop guy is like (laughs) I'll do it for the promotion and so they both are going like cop guys hunting dude and dudes trying to find the girl but they interact and they meet because they're both there's a, a traffic thing on this bridge, and there's explosions and all of the action of an Indian movie. And then they meet as friends because they're both, like, heroes, and they're saving people.
0: Do they do, like, a, you know, like, one of the uh, Predator handshakes? They there do. Just, okay.
1: Swinging from the bridge. Boom! Clasp. Friends forever. But they don't know that they're the two that are, like, gonna have to fight. And eventually, you know, they end up, they, they, they form, like, this ultimate, like friendship of, of brodom and they're just super rad but the cop guy's hunting this dude and eventually finds out that that's who he is they have their whole uh, interaction and, and herdsman guy the shepherd dude gets captured, gets beat up but eventually breaks free they, they fight their way and, and then cop guy it turns out he's infiltrating the police so that he can get weapons to the people and, and have the people fight back. So they both kind of have like the same goal of freedom for the Indian people, but they're going about it different ways and their Got methods the clash. People. But at the end, they end up, they come together, they have to fight together and, and they kill Ray Stevenson and and, uh, you know, save the day and make India a better place for Indian people. It's it's. Super badass. There's a lot of layers to it that's difficult to explain in a short period of time. As t-
0: Indian films have, I'm
1: taking like a three-hour movie that's like Tango and Cash, like level of, you know, buddy cop, buddy cop, super cool bro movie, and trying to condense it down. But it's an Indian movie too, so there's so many layers. There's there's dancing and romance and action and explosions and. Lessons and morals and cooking. Pff, not was that there I a remember. cooking
0: scene? Because there's I can't always. It seems like every time I watch an Indian film, there's always like a cooking scene. Maybe, and, but where can people watch this if they want? It's on Netflix out? right now. If okay. you still
1: have Netflix, if you've held on to Netflix, it's there. You can watch it. It's actually super good, but Netflix only has the Hindi version of it. It was filmed in Telugu, so of course the. uh The uh, synchronization of the mouse and the language is not there. Uh, If that bothers you like it bothers me, it might be difficult, but uh, it's still super good, worth watch. Uh, I really liked it. Um, It's good. I had fun. Right on.
0: You can check that out on Netflix. A lot of stuff popping up on Netflix. A lot of people leaving Netflix. Netflix seems like they're in a little bit of trouble. Um, Yeah, Carson over on YouTube. I'm not going to say that over the air, but uh, you can check it out in the comments um but anyway yeah a lot of people leaving netflix but we'll see you know streaming wars they're they're uh they're it's all becoming cable all over again so we'll see what happens uh but into the theaters i saw uh men which is the new film from alex garland uh if you don't know that name um then you will uh need me to remind you that mainly known for Ex Mahina and Annihilation, which were the two previous films that he directed. He also uh, directed uh, The Devs, which was a miniseries. And one thing that, that you've, if you've never watched any Alex um growing films, that there is a theme that he loves to play with. And that theme is generally, you know, uh, finding some sort of... Um, uh, I don't want to use the word singularity because he does a movie about the concept of singularity, but finding individualism in the face of sort of anonymous unity. And uh, he, you know, uh, if you watch Ex Mahina, it's about, like, making all these clones, you know, or not clones, but AIs, you know, to, to, to... it's about singularity if you've ever understood the concept of you know uh skynet basically um and then annihilation in 2018 was like this weird dystopian future thing where they go in the uh, you know they find all these these they're they're making all these biological clones for like body parts and weirdness and everything's kind of connected and and uh you know he 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 loves dealing with a lot of that 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 connectivity and body horror he he's not quite to the level of David Cronenberg fame for his body horror, but after this movie, he's gonna be getting close. Uh, this movie was very much like a page out of um, Chris Cunningham music videos from the 90s, a la like Pusher and Richard D. E. James. Aphex Twin uh, meets David Cronenberg style body horror video kind of stuff, where you know there's like a vagina and a VHS tape in someone's chest, and you know those there was a lot of. There was a lot of immersive immersion from uh, vagina things, men-ginas. Um, this There's a lot of menginas in this movie, um, but you know, the, the, this, this movie. I'm trying to find a really good way to like sum this up because this movie's plot. Um, you know, obviously from the surface, you know, you're 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 dealing with a movie about toxic masculinity. I would say not so much like overly toxic masculinity, that, that, that's the easy the, the the cheap blow but how microaggressions can lead to massive explosions I think is kind of one of the big themes of this movie and about you know how uh, women deal with 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 microaggressions every day and how they can you know build up over time and while something somewhat innocuous at one moment um, you know building up over just every person that you look at, everything that you see everything is being uh, uh, being other, which you know, in science fiction and horror, other is is the always the enemy or the thing in question. Um, you know, which leads <coughs> to the role of uh, Rory Kinnear, like just absolutely stealing the show I mean it's basically a two a two actor um uh film it's Jesse Buckley who has a great character uh, performance as Harper the lead and then Rory Kinnear playing um every other character in the movie uh except for the husband who has dies in the trailer no spoilers um, and, uh, the best friend on Skype, uh, which, you know, the film obviously created in the pandemic, uh, it's a very intimate film, very, very, um, claustrophobic, and I think this is the strengths of the movie, you know, the, the, the kind of, like, holy shit moments of the end are what make the movie sort of fall apart, because Alex, you know, he loves dealing with, you know, at its core, this is sort of, like, a very old English folklory horror story, but it's wrapped in, you know, kind of sexy, poignant sort of gender study a la. Uh, what is that? Uh, un- Beneath the skin, under the skin. Uh, the movie about that, where um, um, she's the alien that goes around and like seduces dudes and eats them and wears their skin. Really great movie. I, uh, something under the skin, somebody in the comments will figure it out. Um, they'll Google it for me. But. Um, you know, this 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 the themes here are, are are the the scariest part of this. There's a lot of suspense. There's a lot of you know internal horror and isolation of Jesse's character as she is dealing with grief. Like this movie is very much about grief and the healing process and how you know it can create a world of 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 panic where everything is a monster. And so for me personally, like when I left this movie. It leaves with a big question mark, and so I was wondering, like, you know did did any of this stuff happen? Um, was a lot of this just just her journey and grieving? Um, the 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 ending could have been, you know, was this a monster? or Was this just a dude that got in her way? And um, you know, we don't know. And that's something that Alex does really well in his films is he doesn't answer all the questions and he leaves you guessing. Um, of what's happening on screen to these characters, and is this a part of a bigger, a bigger play and a bigger story? And um, I think that that's that's where the strengths in this movie lie. But it starts to lean too far into oh, well, we gotta we gotta make it scary. We gotta do a oh my god moment. We gotta do some sort of creature. We gotta do some sort of thing. And in leaning into that, it fell apart for me. Like the end, just all of these themes. It's like what what are you trying to tell? Like. With with a storyteller and a director like this, it's like what what do you want me to take away from this movie? Because you're presenting it in a way that is intellectual, and that there is something that I need a message that that a viewer needs to take away from this. And obviously, um, the the themes of of microaggressions and uh, all of this and, and dealing with grief is is very clear. But what's the take home? You know, and and you know, a movie a slasher film like Chainsaw Massacre, the take home is I'm just gonna be really entertained watching a dude saw millennials in half. Like that's fun. Um, but this movie is not that. And but by the end of it it started to feel like that. And that's kinda where I got distracted. As Tyler just said on YouTube, he's like it never got to the point. And I agree. It, like it did it you know, I didn't need it to just stick the landing and go, well, guess what we learned today audience but it left it so ambiguous as if they didn't even know what they were trying to say and you know there were there was a lot of religious and um shamanistic paganistic um metaphors and themes that were introduced like Early on, like the moment she bites the apple, and they're like, oh, forbidden fruit, huh? You're like, okay, well, am I supposed to be thinking about the Bible? And then they go, and there's like this plant god thing, man, and you're like, okay, am I thinking about paganism? You know, and then they're, you, you know, very, very... Uh, lots of vaginal themes throughout the movie. And it's like, okay, well, is this gonna, is Are we talking Wiccan? Are we talking paganism? Like, what what's happening here? what are What are we supposed to? Is the message that you know the interactivity of men and women haven't changed in two thousand years since you know the the recorded history, um, or you know, is there something more um, ethereal and mystic at play? And it doesn't really explain any of that. And um, that was a little disappointing for me because I want to know where my head's going to a point where I can at least find my path. I didn't want him to spell it out for me. Um, you know, this is a final a final girl horror style movie. Uh, at its core, if you're going to break down the, the, the structure of this film, it is very much a final girl, um, you know, Narrative, like uh, you know, creepy situation, bad guy, um, person that you think probably doesn't have the, uh, the the strength and wherewithal to get through something like this, but does and uh, overcomes the evil at the end. And you know, okay, no spoiler alerts. That's how every single movie like that goes, and it goes like this here. But I wanted to see whether or not this was a creature of her imagination, and she just straight up axe murdered the dude that own this house that in her mind all these dudes are looking the same and she's just fed up with fucking dudes giving her shit or was this a crazy weird monster Um, like I don't know we don't know and I kind of wanted to know because she still had blood on her and her friend was there and you're like okay what what give me one just give me one more scene or maybe that's what Alex wanted in this movie is to just leave us guessing Uh, Hannah says on YouTube it's like an essay draft that started off well got off track and then didn't actually get to the point of the story yes you know it's like in this film we're going to talk to you about these themes, and then they get off on a story about something that happened to them at a cafe and then they never get around to um, just telling the story so um i will say that people are going to talk about this movie there is some creature effects in this movie that are just beyond disturbing um, you know j- just like horrifying body horror um, if you've ever wanted to see a close up of a vagina giving birth to a monster that has another vagina on it that gives birth to another monster that has another vagina on it that gives birth to another monster you're going to get all that in this movie and I'm sorry to spoil that for you but um, it, it very much escalates like there's a movie that uh, that it's kind of a cult classic now it's called Society and uh, remember when I Showed everybody society, and it didn't give them any warning. And uh-huh. it's just like forty-five minutes of like, why the hell am I watching this? This movie's boring and slow. And then all of a sudden, there's a dude that's ripping his asshole apart, and he, it's his face. And then he like, like fly mouths and vomits onto another thing, and like skins going everywhere. It's really weird, um, but it's really fun. But anyway, yeah, it's um, it's a movie to see, and you know. Um, It's definitely not for everyone, okay? Um, A24 movies, again, very... um, It's weird how many A24 movies we're getting in theaters. And I will say that A24 films are... I mean, challenging's not the good word, but they're definitely not blockbuster films for everybody. You know, you're you're gonna go in and you're gonna have a theatrical experience of something that is not Thor- playing, you know, Guns N' Roses on his axe guitar. Like, you're not going to get any of that in this. And you're saying that, like, that's cool, but that's Marvel. That's literally the new trailer of... Of
1: I didn't see him playing Guns N' Roses on a guitar. The whole trailer is just like It's not Thor himself. Like it's just like
0: Welcome to the Jungle. My name is Thor. I got an axe made out of Groot and I make jokes about loving Chris Pratt. Here we go, I'm on a spaceship, my is made of rocks. I got a big old dingling, and here's a girl with my hammer. Jungle, welcome to MCU. You know, like that's that's the whole fucking trailer. Um and yeah how did you miss that
1: i don't know I, it's yeah
0: yeah anyway um this movie's creepy it's disturbing um it it's definitely don't take a date like it, you're gonna it's it, it's a it's a it's a weird um yeah it's a sweet child of mine but i couldn't have thought of lyrics on the fly that fast to a different guns N' roses song um t- jungles easier you are know, gonna die uh but men it's in theaters you can check it out uh go with your friends don't go with a date definitely don't take like a person you're not like in a very serious committed well don't take any you don't take anyone to see this go see it by yourself or just with homies like this movie deals with some relationship shit that's hard it will it will make you hate the opposite gender uh, for whatever reason um it's just a weird movie that that I don't hate like I like I, I would say in terms of Alex Garland's films not my not my favorite um, I would definitely say. Ex Machina is the top, then Annihilation, then this, um, you know, not saying that any of them are bad, that's just how I would rank them personally, um, but it is an interesting film and I like I like the fact that it is in theaters and I want to go back to the theater and sit in the lobby when people are coming out of this movie just to hear what they say about it because I know that there's going to be a lot of people that go to this movie just because they think it's going to be scary um, and they're going to walk out going, what just happened to me? And and uh, to to me, that's pretty fun, do not see this in IMAX, Uh, Sam says in IMAX, Um, yeah, but excellent performances, I will say, you know, um, Rory Kinnear and Jesse Buckley knocking it out of the park, men, in theaters right now, you can check it out, there you go, all right, boom, a lot of themes, a lot of, a lot of vagina themes, bordering Lars von Trier, like we're 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 almost there uh lars von trite as i call him but uh you know google him too if you really want to smell your own farts for a while um okay let's talk about it's the time It's box office time
1: box office time
0: Let's box the box office. All right. We're going to give you the box office roundup for the weekend of May 20th through 22nd, 2022. Uh, we give you the domestic totals only because worldwide movie or worldwide numbers don't influence sequels and green lights. Even though uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is pushing over the 800 million mark, we're only going to give you the domestic numbers. So, yeah. Um, Oh, thanks, Vince, for making a <laughs> clip of my uh, my Guns N' Roses. Uh, but anyway, we're going to start with number ten. Going to work our way up. Tell you what's mo- making money in the theaters. And again, if you interpret these numbers, you can understand the data. You can tell when movies are probably going to leave theaters. So if there's a movie that's not doing well that you want to see, um, then maybe you should go out and see it because it's probably not going to get an opportunity. Yeah, or you to. can be real
1: badass at um, the uh, the the box office movie, game that yeah, movie Dina League. plays. Uh, all right, so here it is. Top ten coming in at number ten, still holding on, but big drop. Uh, the Northman brought in just over a million dollars this weekend, bringing its domestic total up to thirty-three point oh seven. So uh, it has stayed in there for five weeks uh bringing in over 33 million dollars so uh hanging in there doing better than what i think some people thought after its initial opening uh but good for it and that does not include its streaming uh totals where it's available uh right now uh number nine still hanging in there as well the lost city this week brought in 1.5 million i think i need
0: to see this movie like i've been avoiding this movie
1: nine week total up to just shy of a hundred million at 99.33 uh, i need to watch it too actually. i mean it,
0: it's it's for like formulaically it looks like a movie i would enjoy mm-hmm. and i just don't i just haven't had a chance to go see it in the theater like there's just other things that i want to see first and that just seems like a movie that i'd probably like watch on netflix you know yeah, I mean, um, it
1: looks like sahara or fool's gold yeah, or something like just that. one of those just, like, feel good fun just kill action, an hour dumb adventure romancing the stone yeah. type thing yeah clearly romancing the stone for sure oh yeah uh number eight fantastic beast which is still in there uh on its six week of release bringing in 1.95 million this weekend bringing its domestic total up to 93 million total which is better than what i thought it should do especially after the disappointment of the last one and uh the disappointment that is this one uh so uh you know good for him uh, you know they they're do, they're doing something. Um, number seven, Firestarter, and it's second week already Ooh. at number seven. Uh, but we there's like no advertising time. for this thing. Uh, it brought in uh, just shy of two million at one point nine eight nine, bringing its two week total up to seven million dollars domestic. So uh, yeah, that's a bummer. Bummer. I, I, but I, for a, a, what did they expect? Yeah. What did they expect? I don't know number six they uh did,
0: they didn't flip the script they didn't put her in a wheelchair they didn't you know um like they yeah they but just, why
1: change things just maybe put some ads out there i think that that that
0: would have gotten people like at least talking about it they're just like yeah doing a shot-by-shot shot remake of firestarter it was like what what movie
1: a mm-hmm. oh, little girl set fire to stuff yeah okay Stephen King or whatever. Yeah. Uh, number six, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Uh, we reviewed that on the show. Still hanging in. Its in. Ninth week uh, brought in 3.13 <laughs> million, bringing its domestic total up to 50. Only a two five percent drop. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, not bad. That one's hanging in there better than most because it was going up uh, for a while there. Uh, f- no, opening at number five, Men. Million brought in 3.3 3 million uh yeah. on its first week well you so. also have to
0: think about how niche of an audience this is sure you know there's there's it opened in 2212 theaters this week. Yeah, it's weekend. only about
1: half of the uh, pre-covid theater numbers
0: and it's rated r which cu- cuts out a lot of things and it's also a difficult movie so mm-hmm. you know it's a uh, i'd say it's it, it, as as odd as this movie is, that's as good as an opening, I thought, as it was going to get.
1: Sure, because with all the other movies out there, you, you know, you have some of the feel-good things. Like, you have like Lost City. You have a Harry Potter movie. You have a Michelle Yo vehicle. Uh, and then you have our top four. Thanks, Bottle Bucket. Uh, that are all going to be something a little more accessible for most people uh and, and rounding out that top four is going to be sonic the hedgehog 2 uh bringing in 4 million this weekend in its seventh week of release for a domestic total of 181 million dollars sonic killing it uh we we'll get sonic 3 at some point with shadow, shadow. yeah and more cheese dogs um chili dogs Uh, number three you didn't
0: come down and slurp a Chicago dog with us at the Malort event uh, on Sunday I was slinging Chicago dogs
1: I didn't know about it that was awesome but But I was working an event just outside of this building here
0: oh thanks Vince oh well thanks to Bottle Rocket happy 10 months of the subscription dang hey hot damn All right.
1: number three the bad guys brought in 6.1 million dollars this weekend bringing it's five week total up to 74.4 for it's domestic total uh, it's out there. It's doing, doing it. its, its an thing. Animated movie. People like it. Opening at number two, the new Downton Abbey movie, a new era brought in $16 million. Not a bad opening weekend, uh, for a movie based on a TV show full of old British
0: people. Mm hmm. Yep. Focus features. I mean, hey, people—16 million people want to see. I mean, Downton
1: it. Abbey had a big fall, you know, I'd be interested to see what its international totals are.
0: Uh, so, Sam over on Facebook said, uh, "Ugly Sonic was a character in the Chippendale movie, which was on Disney Plus." Uh, I haven't—I don't have Disney Plus, so I di- didn't see it. But uh, OG Sonic, the one that was in the internet trailers, is a character in Chippendale. Uh, the, the little eyes, the little eyes, and the dumb nose, and the teeth. Yeah, and the teeth, the individual teeth. Um. Yeah. So uh, I kind of want to s- watch Chippendale just for that. But I heard I've, it I've,
1: has some weird stuff in there. I've heard of you your eyes out for. It. Yeah.
0: Pretty. Pretty insane. Yeah. But well, uh, Chippendale.
1: Yeah. What's more fun than that? Magnum PI and and Indiana Jones team up. Chippendale. There it is. Uh, number one. Number one. Still holding at number one. Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, brought in another $32.3 million. That's so much. And its third week bringing its domestic to $342.7 million. That's a lot of dollars for a real dumb movie. That but really is. You got to see it. People got to see it. You got to know what happens in 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 the Marvel cinematic universe you got to know where it's going how con- it's
0: all connected contractually obligated to to go see that movie so yeah that's what you're going to do
1: but next week that's right things are going to change because we're going to fly right into the danger zone with that's right. some top gun so excited
0: this is midi so maybe we won't get flagged i don't know we're going to talk over it though uh <laughs> we're totally going to get flagged for this yeah. but Anyway, that's our show. We're going to get out of here. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, We will see you guys next week. Uh, As always, I'm the Boom Operator.
1: I am Slick Doggy the Grip.
0: Like and subscribe. Subscribe to our channel. Uh, You can see all this cool content and all this jams. So uh, don't go anywhere. We'll see you guys next week.
1: See ya. What is going on? I don't know. Sounds bad.